Welcome to Talking New Energy, a podcast from Delta EE, the new energy experts. We'll be talking about how the energy transition is developing across Europe, with guests who are working at the leading edge of this transition. Hello, and welcome to the episode. Today, we're circling back to the topic of energy insights. In the last episode, Uh, in series five, we looked at where the market for energy insights is today in Europe, and we explored the commercial value of energy insights. Today, we're looking forward about the direction that the market take in the next years, what energy insights will be able to do for customers in the future, and how we'll get there. Some of you may be thinking, energy insights, that's just about graphs and charts for customers on their energy consumption. Well, I would challenge that and say you're probably looking in the rearview mirror about how Energy Insights got started. Um, But if we look forward, the big trends we're seeing, more distributed energy and distributed assets, more customer centricity, more service-focused propositions, then I think Energy Insights will be at the heart of the relationship between customers and their energy retailer or their energy service provider. So, To explore this question about where Energy Insights is going and its role in the future, I've got three fantastic guests. Let's introduce them. First up, Ronald Root, Manager of Data Science and Business Innovation with the Dutch energy company, Eneco. Hello, Ronald. Um, A little bit about Eneco and Energy Insights. Uh, I think we have quite quite some interesting experience. Uh, At least we've done a lot of experiments and uh, and also a lot of things that uh, can go wrong, uh, which I'm happy to share uh, my learnings uh, with you about. Um, and uh, yeah, I look very much forward to this uh, uh, to this discussion. And Ronald, if you had to describe where Eneco's at with Energy Insights today, I mean, you mentioned you've learned stuff that's gone wrong. Can you give us a quick feel for maybe what what you've learned in the last years or where you're at today? Yes, absolutely. Um, the, the journey, I think, started with uh, the, the building and also uh, bringing to market of our smart thermostat uh, called the tone, uh, tune, if you pronounce it in, in English uh, in an English way. Um, and basically, uh, in that 10-year journey since now, uh, we've learned a lot about all the different ways of customer interaction. And now also, uh, you shouldn't uh, bring energy insights to the, to the customer. But one of the most important things I think we, we've learned recently and also came across uh, more recently is how to incorporate uh, a good feedback loop and also how to use all the information that you obtain through these insights and you can present uh, uh, via these insights um, uh, in order to have a more meaningful uh, conversation with your customer actually leading to results and the change of either behavior or the actual change of the energy system in in one's home. So I think that's uh, that's the focal point of where we are right now uh, is to uh, to make these all these advices and insights concrete for uh, for our end customers for their next step. And you mentioned the smart thermostat and all the data you'll be getting back from the smart thermostat. Are you also working with smart metering data now? Is that something you've been doing for a while, or you're just starting with? Absolutely. Now, also um, the our smart thermostat was already from. Uh, its inception designed to be collecting smart meter data as well. Um, mm. So in our journey and also in our advice, uh, we uh, rely heavily on the collection of smart meter data. 
um, and um, yeah, it, it, it enriches uh, uh, the, the, the actual information that you can give or the, uh, the actual advice that you can give to your customer uh, a whole lot, I can say. Mm -hmm. Okay, and last question for now. Have you got an example of that feedback loop you mentioned to help our listeners uh, visualize that? What that might that look like, or have you got a nice example to, to make that real? Absolutely. Uh, one of the big challenges for the Netherlands is how to get rid of the gas uh, in order to heat our homes. Um, it's actually one of the directives uh, uh, that are given to us by our government. Uh, to be able to uh, to heat our homes um, uh, as, as most efficient as possible with uh, electricity, such as uh, mm -hmm. with a heat pump. Um, mm -hmm. Well, a lot of a lot of homes in the Netherlands are still quite poorly insulated, um, and therefore uh, heating it with a heat pump could be uh, could could become a challenge. And yeah. as if you uh, buy a home uh, which which is a bit older, you you can never really know how well it's insulated, uh, except for tearing down uh, the wall maybe and, uh, and having yeah. to look inside. It, it, it does help a tremendous lot if you uh, actually have numbers that can uh, can 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 uh, actually conclude into an advice if a heat pump and if a heat pump, then what type of heat pump and what capacity heat pump would be sufficient for you to be able to have a comfortable life in your house. And that's that's one of the, I think, groundbreaking, at least for the Netherlands now, we don't have that at the moment yet, uh, advice mm. that we're working on right now to uh, to be able to give that to our customers. Okay, that's a, that's a great example, thanks. Um, Ronald, we'll come back to you uh, in a bit. My next guest is Horkan Ludvingsen, CEO and founder at Elik. Hello, Horkan. Hi, John. Good to be here. Uh, thanks for joining. So, Horkamp, while our listeners may well have heard of Eneco, one of the, the big Dutch energy companies, they might not have heard of Elik, if you don't mind me saying. So, can you give us an elevate, elevator pitch for Elik, please? Sure. Yeah. For, for, um, so, for those of you who don't know Elik, we're a uh, software company based in Sweden and the UK. I'm, I'm in London, actually. Uh, and we help utilities really uh, reinvent their digital customer experience. So we use energy insights, behavioral science, and user experience design to make that come together. Um, so typically what, what that means is that we, we provide uh, white label mobile apps and web portals, uh, as well as um, APIs for, for, for some of those customers, the utilities that have their own development teams um, to yeah, help them get a, a, a whole different uh, level of customer experience. And to give us a feel, uh, Hawkan, of how uh, how many customers you're working with, or how much activity you have in the market, are you able to say roughly how many companies you're you're working with, and in what sort of countries? Uh, yeah, so we've got 16 customers. Some of them are are groups or, or bigger utility groups that that have multiple brands. So so 16 uh, customers across Western Europe and, as it happens, Chile. Um, and um, serving 25 um, energy supply brands and uh, um, and, and utilities. And um, yeah, so those sort of span from on, on the one side of the spectrum and sort of where we started uh, with digitally enabled uh, fast growing challenger suppliers um, mm -hmm. all the way to some of, of the more, well, uh, or the bigger, uh, more traditional energy companies like uh, 
we've got we've got three of the the five biggest um, Nordic utilities, for example, and and Chile's largest uh, electricity company. Um, with a couple of examples. So yeah, across the board now, really. Hmm. Um, and have you got an example of a a proposition or something you're working with that you're really proud of that you'd like to share again to help our listeners understand the sorts of things that you're you're doing with your partners? So I think that the most important things that we are doing with with our our um, our clients is we're helping them uh, to get this kind of get the basics right and, and really just eliminate as much as possible the, the friction and uh, opaqueness of, of how energy works in your home and and um, just just to to give people a, a better overall understanding for how they're um, how they're using energy and what are the concrete things that they could do differently hmm. which is still very very far away for for, for most people they very uh, sort of distant from what they're interested in and uh, and um, yeah, so really making that that easier is, is where, where a lot of our focus is. But we're also doing some exciting things like uh, connecting in with uh, smart thermostats and, and time shifting electrical heating to to match uh, kind of the, the availability in the grid, uh, for example. So we're we're sort of in that um, that space uh, a little bit as well. Yeah. Okay. So you're on a journey with your customers. There's some basics you've got to get right first, as you say. But then that that time shifting of electric heating. Uh, it does sound really interesting. And is that the sort of thing where customers can put in their comfort bands or they just say what temperature they want when and behind the scenes you work out when that heating system should run to deliver that comfort while minimizing the price? Yeah, that's exactly right. So that's uh, exactly what we're doing in uh, with one of our Norwegian com- uh, customers. Uh, it's c- connecting with a third party, actually a heat pump thermostat mm-hmm. and um, just like uh, listening to the the wholesale market price and uh, and uh, sort of tweaking the temperature a little bit so it's supposed to be unnoticeable. So typically mm-hmm. just heating a little bit earlier in the morning uh, when the price is really low, just before everybody turns on their their um, coffee machines in the morning. So um, yeah, so that's really uh, really simple to do with things like uh, heating and and um, electric vehicles that are not really that time critical. Um, yeah. for exactly when you're, you're drawing the electricity off the grid. Sure. Okay, thanks, Hawkan. Um, my third guest is my Delta EE colleague and Energy Insights expert, David Trevithick. Hello, David. Hello, John. Um, David, we've heard from Ronald and Hawkan uh, a couple of snippets about what they're, they're working on. When you look across Europe, um, how how typical are those examples, or how would you give our listeners a, a very quick feel for energy and science across Europe? Uh, Hawkan explained the sort of the the basics work, but then all the more, also the more advanced work. Um, what what picture would you draw of the market overall? Yeah, no, a similar one, I think. Um, it's it's obviously a market in transition, um, as all sort of new energy uh, markets are. Um, but I think it's it's progressed sort of beyond some other um, other areas uh, to be you know past perhaps the the very early adopter phase, uh, and it's sort of approaching the you know the early mainstream now. There are you know millions of uh, consumers across Europe now who are accessing energy insights and using them. So I think now the the, the focus is is you know creating more uh, sophistication, more functionality, um, and you know you know getting the basics right, but moving on uh, with more innovation and newer and better things. Okay, well let's look forward now and focus a bit on that innovation. 
And we're going to do a bit of an experiment here. We're going to, um, at Delta, we're quite keen on our two by two uh, matrix. And we're going to try and sketch one out here to help see where energy and science is headed. So David, let's let's give this a go. Tell us what's on the, the x-axis and what's on the y-axis of this two by two. Okay, let's test my communication skills. So, um, okay, imagine this uh, two by two matrix on a, a PowerPoint slide. Um, so there are four boxes. You've got the vertical axis uh, moving up from a sort of basic energy retail model in the home. So effectively your commodity based uh, from your pre-smart meter. Um, to at the top of the axis, lots of sort of new distributed energy technology, so solar PV, energy storage and the like. So the vertical axis is about technology old world to the modern and future world. Then the horizontal axis is around customer engagement and this increases from uh, left to right. So the starting point, uh, perhaps this, the old meters still apply actually because it was a very transactional relationship based on meter points. Um, so that's the, the left hand side. On the right hand side though we have a, a sort of a fully customer centric engagement. So perhaps a, a personalized service using relevant software and data to enhance those uh, customer touch points and experience. So in this visualization, the top right hand box is, is a kind of the future where we're aiming towards, uh, which is really this combination of new energy technology and you know, fantastic uh, customer engagement and where those two areas merge. Thanks, very, very clearly set out. I think you passed your communication skills test, David. <laughs> I hope our listeners have followed that. Now, uh, you won't be surprised to hear I really like this two by two, which is why I asked you to introduce it, because I think the the axis often are viewed separately um, there's a lot of focus on uh, the y-axis from so going from commodity business models to distributed technology business models maybe electric vehicle charging pv and batteries uh, sophisticated heat pumps with time of use tariffs like hawker mentioned so a lot of people focus just on that and there's another set of people that focus just on the transition from old interaction to new interaction, which may be based around smart meter data, but just around commodity consumption. And I think it's a really good way of depicting uh, where we'll end up, which is of course the top right, it's where you want to be on any two by two, of this combination of new energy distributed assets with really great uh, customer centric engagement. Um, David, this top right box, this nirvana of where we want to be, um, I guess we're a long way from there, but are we on the journey towards that, would you say, or have, have we even started that journey? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely on the way there. And, you know, our views are energy insights is a kind of central component of that future. Um, and, you know, as you said, it'll evolve in both the you know, the functionality and features, you know, the, the what and the, the customer interface and the experience, which is, you know, the, the how. So, mm. you know, people are in different stages of that. Um, but um, if we're thinking about this, that visual two by two grid and the 
the functionality, the, the what, if we like. We're, we're moving to this world of new technology like solar PV, energy storage, and EV charging and the like. So mm. with that comes new data streams uh, and you know different ones obviously focus not just on energy consumption, but on energy generation, storage and trading, for instance. Mm. Um, and other important data streams uh, will emerge like weather and wholesale electricity prices uh, for those on time of use tariffs, for instance. So the Energy Insights functionality will have to become much more sophisticated for customers to really use all this kit well, um, whether to optimize their solar PV generation or to maximize incentives from peak shifting, for instance, or automate home energy use um, mm. you know, within given parameters. So all that is is happening and will continue to, um, but that's just the, the what of the equation. Um, and yeah. then you've got the how, which is you know obviously around this, this customer engagement. So currently, Energy Insight Services engage the any energy engaged audience already um, so you know those people are, are quite happy with sort of data heavy charts for instance but to engage this sort of more passive mainstream audience this sort of user interface and experience will have to evolve um, like the sophistication of the the, the what if you like so I yeah. see changes in how energy insights are both displayed uh, packaged and communicated so, okay. um, as example, do you want to give examples of this? Um, let's. I'd like to bring Ronald in at mm. this point, and then maybe come back to to more examples, David. Mm -hmm. So, Ronald, you've got. I I love your job title of uh, data science and business innovation because too often we see them siloed. People just on data science or just in business innovation, um, and I guess that matches quite well to the sort of thing David has talked about you're looking forward at some of the new things you can do so how do you how does david's framework fit your thinking and what enico is doing and where where you see energy insights going in the next years thanks it's 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 a beautiful frame if i uh, uh, may comment on that uh, so so i i think it, it works very well on depicting the direction um, that, that we um, are, are going. And with we, I, I, I mean more than just the NACO um, mm. as, as a society, as a, uh, a group of energy consumers, uh, so to say. Um, yeah. And our role in a NACO, and, and, and partic more particularly my role in, in uh, exactly as you pointed out, uh, joining innovation with data science is um, to, to make the most out of uh, the information that, that, that can be obtained. Um, displaying information and seeing how it gets used, but also collecting information, uh, all combined into new insights, highly personalized, highly individualized. Eh? So really going up towards this more uh, sophisticated customer, as, as, as you've put it, um, mm. definitely, gives you a lot of yeah how to say uh, a room for innovation a room for improvement on uh, the whole energy system uh, ba basically what you want is to make the most energy or most use out of energy and uh, of available energy as possible um, either being coming from solar or any other other point which relates to uh, uh, making a better grid so how are you waiting ronald for greater take up of heat pumps greater take up of pv in the netherlands or is there lots of is there plenty that you can start doing now by 
for example, these personalized insights that you talked about with your building and whether they're ready for heat pumps or not. Um, how much are you getting stuck yeah. into this top right quadrant of that two by two? Yeah, I, I, I understand. And it's, it's always, uh, it's a combination of a lot of factors. So I, I find it difficult to get my head around it in a, in a two by two matrix, I think. Uh, we probably need more dimensions than uh, the yeah. spatial uh, dimensions. And I'm not, I, don't, I don't think we could manage to communicate more dimensions on the podcast. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, talk us through. Anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. I'll try to uh, to, to to not uh, let our, our dear listeners uh, get lost too much uh, at yeah. this point. But what what happens basically is that you have a, 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 a general direction that things are going. Uh, pretty much and also uh, much accompanied also by a government which states certain subsidies or uh, which gives certain subsidies to certain directions or states that all new buildings should have an insulation factor of x and, and etc etc so that's basically the, the the grander scheme of things um, which funny enough also a lot of insights that we acquire uh, also help to write these plans so mm. uh, uh, the more insights that we generate, the more uh, engaged co customer relations that we have, uh, the better feedback and the better direction we can also give um, to uh, incentives that also give direction. So let's say if you zoom out a little bit and you look, look at it from a distance, um, the whole basic ingredient for all these things is data. And uh, generally, Obviously, always within all the uh, privacy concerns, uh, concerns and all the privacy regulations that we have, which obviously Eneco obeys, um, mm -hmm. uh, we should just collect all the data and transform all this data into these useful insights. That's basically our job, uh, uh, at least it is my job, uh, to be able to accelerate the energy transition like that, because it, it's all about meeting uh, and and, and rebalancing the demand uh, to supply. Um, uh, like uh, Hakan also clearly indicated in this, uh, I think, uh, introduction, that that's a very important point here. Yeah, okay. Uh, Hawken, how about you? I mean, you talked at the beginning about working with your customers, energy retailers, and getting the basics right through to that example you gave with a Norwegian retailer and time-shifting electric heating. Um, how many people are, are at this advanced stage yet? Or um, where do you think, how quickly are we going to move to these advanced types of insights? So I think the, um, um, so something that, that's, I think in every technology company has come across this, like you've got, you've got these innovators that they, mm. uh, that are, they're excited. There's new technology. They're excited about using it. They believe in it. And uh, they, they, um, they can kind of lead you down a, as, as a technology provider, it can lead you down a path of thinking that this is the reality. Whereas actually um, you could like that, that's to some extent they, they will influence the rest of the, the population as well, but, but much more so, I think um, the big challenge here is going to be to, to not to your earlier point, not just um, uh, sort of engage the already engaged, but, mm -hmm. but actually, um find out what, what is it that that we need to do to to get the rest of the customer base uh to 
I don't know, see, see the light when it comes to, to uh, energy insights or, or to, to the energy transition, really, to, to, um, to understand what are the new technologies or solutions that are out there for me that, that could really help um, uh, me being a part of the energy transition and, and probably saving some money in the process, most, most likely. Um, and yeah. Hawken, is that a technology challenge? Is it a data availability challenge? Or is it more of the, what you mentioned right at the very beginning, behavioral insights and uh, engagement challenge or, or, or all of that? I think it's all of that, probably least of all the technology challenge. Uh, I think <laughs> data availability is a huge, uh, huge sort of uh, barrier to, to scaling something up, uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but also, um, I, I think the, the commitment of, of utilities in those new business models uh, is another blocker. So obviously within a company, uh, and I'm assuming this is the same within an echo, you got, and an echo has been quite, quite uh, um, uh, outspoken in, in wanting to take like a lead on, on, uh, on uh, doing um, a lot of things differently. But uh, like if you have a, fundamentally, if you have a business model where you're, you're, you're making money the more energy people use then even even though sort of logically it makes sense that in the future you're going to have a different business model you're going to have that that uh, sort of uh, internal uh, struggle to really push things forward aggressively um, in in terms of of really leaning into these new business models and and making it the center of your proposition and attention does that make sense yeah. Okay. So that's, a, I guess, a different challenge of the um, the leadership of the energy retailer that you might be working with. Do they have the commitment, that vision, that drive to move towards that top right quadrant? Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Ronald, I mean, Enico is, uh, you know, seen generally and as as very progressive at wanting to drive towards these new business models. Where do you see the challenge within? you know, within your business amongst that sort of range of your own internal challenges, engaging customers, data, um, distributed assets, what, what's hardest for you? Yeah, um, all are very challenging topics that, that you just mentioned, as well as also um, creating the right business model uh, around all these new services. Um, and, and, and I'm, I'm happy to admit that, that, as I also said in my introduction, that we also make a lot of mistakes there. Uh, mm. In a sense, uh, we did sometimes do things that in the end uh, didn't really uh, uh, bring us a lot of profits. Um, and I think still, uh, uh, as you also put it, uh, Eneco has a very strong vision and ambition that drives us to the top right corner. And also mm. dares to uh, uh, walk ahead a little bit uh, of the rest. But if we would, would walk uh, too far ahead and would forget all of our, let's say, more traditional business models, our traditional commodity uh, business, mm. uh, then we also wouldn't stay afloat. So I think yeah. it's it's a balancing act between between let's say these these old and new uh, new things, um, which I think is in essence the most uh, or the biggest challenge uh, 
Um, obviously, we have the, uh, the let's say, uh, 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 as if as soon as you found this balance, or at least think you found this balance, and then you're you're proceeding, then you come across these these issues like like data uh, uh, collection and quality. Um, uh, like uh, now, nah, well, the, the offtake of the of all the engagements that you're trying to take. Mm. Does that make sense? That's the first challenge that you have determining where your stance is in this balance. Yeah, yeah, it is a balance, and I think uh, it's never a case of old energy or new energy. It's a transition, and both will coexist. Um, David, from your perspective, looking and uh, working and talking with people across the sector. Um, where, where do you see the next innovation or are there particular parts of the sector where, uh, where you think we'll see a lot more innovation and activity in the next years? Yeah, I think I think there'll be innovations right across um, the, the area. I mean, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, functionality, but I think I think a lot of the innovations might well become in this customer engagement um, side of things to bring in this broader audience uh, along the energy transition because it's a uh, you know, it's essential part of uh, of how we're going to get to you know to zero car and that sort of thing so mm. i think from that I, th I think we'll see changes in how things are are, are displayed and, and, and presented to uh, to customers i think there'll be a lot of innovation in that area from um you know, having more simple, um, sort of more visual representations and interpretations of of data. So think things like sort of heat maps or traffic light indicators. You know, those sorts of things. Um, and I think that, mm. you know these sorts of things that are kind of grounded in familiarity, um, but instantly, you know, within a second, you can understand or you can empower somebody to take some action. So I think it's those sorts of things and and how these are packaged, perhaps within um a broader range of services so you get that uh, visibility and familiarity uh, and, and breed trial over time for instance or perhaps using mm. it in different channels you know right across like from you know smart speakers through to apps and portals and all sorts just to get that visibility and that 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 that, that trial going so i think there'll be lots of stuff uh, around around that but i also think there's going to be we can't rely on the customer to come to and seek out energy insights. So again, I think there's going to be a greater use of, of gamification, you know, in incentives and, and push notifications to engage this broader audience because mm. that's something that has to happen. So before we get the crystal ball out, Hawkan or Ronald, any reaction to those sort of things David just mentioned and whether they were on, on your roadmaps or things you're already doing or, or starting to do? Yeah, I think on, on from my side, I, I think that's just one thing I wanted to sort of pick up on. Uh, I think so, sort of looking at how energy insights have worked uh, over, the, over the past five, ten years. Uh, we, we look at it as very much a you know, let's you know you, you'll typically have a, a, a this data science company or or department that will uh, they'll look at oh here's a lot of smart meter data let's do something with it uh, what, hmm. what are the cool insights we can find out that that can add some value to people's lives and you'll process it and you sh you're, you'll ship something back to the customer some uh yeah as you uh, mentioned earlier um like a bar chart or or a pie chart of disaggregated hmm. consumption or, or whatever and that's not actually i i think that that's something that's going to go away more and more. I think what we're moving into now is much more of a, a two-way um, relationship between energy suppliers and their customers. And that, that's both in terms of 
these digital products. So um, not um, as well as the, the business model. I mean, you, you might be participating in flexibility programs. You might be generating your own uh, electricity and so on. And that that kind of uh, one way street of, of uh, taking some data, drawing some conclusions and shipping you a home energy report with your with your whether it's with your your electricity bill or, or with email that mm. you won't really get that close to the customer in that approach so whereas if you got a a um, if you managed to build like a a digital channel to to communicate with your customers and engage with and not engage not engage a customer but engage with a customer um, you can also learn from them so how do they react to to this piece of advice how mm. How did they find or experience these different um, elements? Uh, if we, you know, if we told you that you would save uh, 15 euros per year if you turn your your heater down by a third of a degree, would does that, does that make an impact, or does yeah. it have to be, you know, um, um, 50 pounds for you you to care at all? So I think that's really the direction that uh, that I think we're going to see the whole market go, and and, and that's. Ultimately, that's that's uh, that's what we do. Um, so, so very much what can provide or engage with rather than provide insights to. Um, and I guess Ronald, that comes from all the way back to the beginning, where you talked about feedback and this being uh, having that feedback loop with the customer. Yeah, I, I agree with with Akam that the bar chart or a pie chart uh, on itself for the data-minded geeks uh, like myself is very interesting and uh, probably is something that I will talk uh, to my wife about but for a lot of our customers um, yeah they'll, they'll simply just yeah. chop it away um, yeah. and only you do engage with the customer and that that, that has I think feedback uh, in itself or at least that's how I, I, I call engagement uh, um, you, you, you'll learn something about that customer at the same yeah. time and actually know also what message can be delivered where. And that, that, that I think brings also maybe a bit to our strategy on, on what we're now trying to, to accomplish, which, which for also uh, 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 started as a traditional company like Ineco uh, is, is, is quite complex, is to get yeah. all this information, all these engagement and all these feedback groups and all these things together to one central place so that we can use it actually in all the communication that we do with our customer even driving what type of communication we do to our customers so instead yeah. of sending an email look at our new product we actually know that this customer actually asked something about that some time ago so that's the customer who will get a let's say referral to that question that they once asked to the call center employee yeah. Uh, including let's say, hey, once you ask that, I'll look it up for you, and this is actually the answer to to one of your problems. And I think that so, that makes this much more fluid. Sorry, I get carried away. Yeah, uh, no, I just so yeah, the point you're making, I guess, is that this might sound great, but the practicalities of implementing this and doing it at scale are by no means yes. straightforward. They can be very challenging. Well. Time has run away with us, so let's very quickly now get out the Talking New Energy crystal ball, and we'll set the dial to five years' time, 2025, and a question to each of you. Uh, what do you think we'll be seeing 
in 2025 on the market that excites you most? And in the interest of time, keep it short and sharp. So in five years time, what do you think will be most exciting around energy insights, digital customer engagement? Uh, what, where, what would you like to see in, in five years time? Uh, David, let, let's start with you. Okay, great. Well, to me, I think I think Ronald touched on it. It's about solving problems, really, um, for customers. So to me, it's around use cases that you know have potentially good functionality, but also customer engagement. And a personal example for me right now is around fault detection or predictive analytics. So my dishwasher has just packed up, um, but detecting some sort of early inefficiency or alerting me with advice on an easy fix uh, could probably have saved me. Um, uh, lots of time now in the coming weeks doing uh, the washing up several times a day. <laughs> well, I hope you find some good stuff to listen to while you're doing the washing up in the next weeks, David. Um, Hawken, how about you? What what would you be most excited about, do you think, in five years' time? Yeah, I think that the, um, first of all, I'm, I'm really uh, hopeful and, and really hoping that we uh, we can start to make some progress towards towards turning the um turning the co2 emissions uh, around i think energy insights i believe sort of on a five to ten year um horizon i think we will see energy insights really underpin a lot of the a lot of the growth of, of or, or mass adoption of, of these uh, technologies i think not just in terms of uh, engaging and and uh, um, making people more aware about the energy usage but actually uh, being a fundamental sort of building block in in like how do, how do you select the right uh, technologies for your home and uh, and how do you um, uh, yeah and re really getting customers to to uh, uh, yeah get with the program really uh, so so that's where I think I think sort of this this space is going and um, and hopefully we'll see like a lot of lot more widespread um, uh, adoption of, of flexibility I, I'm pretty Pretty sure we will, but I think that that's a very different. It'll be a very different uh, landscape to today. Yeah. Thanks, Hawken. And last but not least, Ronald, uh, what would excite you in five years? Already, I'm excited to hear about these great things uh, in the future. <laughs> uh, Podcast. So thanks for that, uh, that happy note in my day uh, today. No, in five years from now, and I'd like to answer that from the customer's perspective. I'd like to see that the customer receives an advice. Uh, actually follows up on an advice and gets feedback uh, on that if that advice then when that advice was followed energy mm. uh, consumption was actually reduced so a full closed feedback loop and a successful implemented advice that that's that's pretty much my dream uh, uh, that, that I'm trying to uh, to proceed there good well uh, three very nice little um, uh, views into the future for five years time and let's hope we get there and I'm sure uh, my three guests will be working hard in the next years to help us get there and I hope many of the people listening are, are able to they play their part as well because um, as I said at the beginning I'm a firm believer that energy insights will be a critical part of transforming old energy into new energy so thanks very much, uh, Ronald, Hawkan and David for your time, your contributions and sharing your thoughts. Thanks as always to uh, all the listeners. Thanks for joining, making it to the end of the podcast and look forward to welcoming you, you back next week. Thanks and goodbye.
If you're as passionate about the energy transition as we are, then please keep in touch. You can follow us and me on Twitter, LinkedIn, or subscribe to the podcasts on your chosen podcast platform. If you like the podcasts and like sharing, then please do rate us. And to listen to archived episodes, to read transcripts, and to see the latest Delta EE insights, then please visit www.delta-ee.com.